Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to our episode of Sheologians. We are here today to put the... Oh gosh, we do this every time. The woe and woe man. <laughs> Unfortunately, Can I, I don't, do that? I don't know if we're the first. The woe. I don't think we're the first. I and think there's a Christian comedian that did that joke. Oh. That's a bad joke. I know. I was I was thinking like whoa, <laughs> like W O E. Whoa. Oh. For a second. Not W H O A. Ew. I would never say something that dumb, Joy. <laughs> Not like that Christian comedian did. Um, I have something that I want to talk to you about. Oh. Uh, it's a cringy moment that we can all share. Okay. This is, as far as I know, this is kind of a universal thing. Obviously, not everyone has the ability to experience this, but many of us do. Getting into the lying hamstring curl machine? <laughs> is that... No, that's just short people that have a problem with that. You mean it wasn't hard for you? Okay. <laughs> I did have to jump a little bit. Get just out kidding. with your tallness. <laughs> um, so, you know, when you record a video on your phone of your kids usually doing something cute or yeah. like your family. Yeah. A family video. Yeah. We all do um, it. We've all done it. What happens to you? When you're behind the phone mm. operating the camera. Because when I am behind, I become a huge nerd that has an <laughs> annoying laugh. My breathing is like 45 times louder than it <laughs> than is it in real be. life. And everything I say yeah. is just dumb and sort of like barb- like something you'd say at a barbecue. Yes. <laughs> like, okay. oh, you know, though, gosh, you better watch out. Like, Okay. <laughs> It just all gets like yes. cheesy and corny yeah. and nerdy and there's a lot of loud breathing. And so yes. what is happening what when is that, that happens? Um, so I actually really had an existential crisis on I this topic. I think I'm pretty cool. Yeah. But when you watch when you one of my videos, <laughs> I'm a huge nerd. And I'm like, is that my voice? Is that it? Is that my voice? So it is at Janie's birthday party. Uh-huh. And you're like, the rest of this video is amazing. It's so heartfelt. It's capturing this really wonderful, important <laughs> moment. And there I am, messing it up I with my breath. I knew actually because all in oh, all good of for you. in all of her other like birthday song videos, me singing has ruined the video. Because it's like, instead of hearing everybody singing happy birthday, it's me and I'm like, happy birthday. Yeah. <laughs> and right. it's like horrible. Which so, also, if you're one of those people recording at a conference at a concert, that happens to you too. Yeah, like yes, we will just hear your. We're singing, only going to hear so you, you know. screaming. <laughs> and so I actually had this moment where I was like, "Oh man, like, am I missing out on life? Like, not singing this song because I don't want to be on the recording." 
And then I was like, no, don't be one of those people online that are on in the internet or on technology. That's always like technology ruined the moment. Like, right. I recorded it. I'm glad I have the recording. And I told her happy birthday 85 times. So and did everything else. And for I her also birthday. gave birth to her. <laughs> right. And right. whatever. Anyway, but I now yes. So I relate and I learned to shut up. If you're the one recording, right. you have to shut up. Well, and it's just like, I don't know. Oh man, because I've watched videos that you've made before, and I don't ever hear you in the background. It's because I shut up. It's because I don't say anything. I just the I don't cameraman know. is silent. I know the cameraman's silent. I know, but what if someone that talks to you, and then your and laugh, you stop recording? My laugh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love it. My laugh. I love it. My laugh. When I am recording a video, I'm like. Not. It's not great. I think Is everyone just being nice? No. You have a great, you have a great recorded voice. And I'm sure it sounds weird to you because it's your voice. Well, and I do hear my voice recorded more than the average person. But for some reason. (laughs) It's so cringy. I'll like watch this video of Georgia doing something really cute. And well, you everyone, and I'm just everyone, like, <laughs> like what laugh is that? Do I laugh like that? Well, no, that's different. So when you are talking to your kids, particularly a small yeah. child, it's different. So that, there's it's like, actually it's like this. <laughs> so there's actually a joke, and then, I, and then I say something cheesy, and I like. <laughs> And then I'm like, oh, yeah, uh, yet. Mm-hmm. Well, yep, you got it. Like, just talking to someone random next to me and saying stuff I would never say. <laughs> but you did. But I did. But you did. And there's evidence because of it. Because you were recording. Right. You became another person. Right. Well, is, you know, so talk- is it like an alter ego? It's a thing. Does everyone become a dad at a barbecue when they're recording a video of their children? Yes. So for the longest time, Eric would say to me, he would go like this. Jenny, because because I got her first wave uh-huh. on video. We were at Sprouts. She's in the cart, and I was like, "Jenny, can you wave?" And I don't know if you remember, but when mm-hmm. she first started waving, she yeah. it looks like she's like an old lady coiffing her hair, yeah. like pushing her curls mm-hmm. up, like by her ear. And I'm recording, and I went, "Jenny." <laughs> And it was it was that like really yeah. obnoxious, right? And so anyway, I think that was when I started becoming awake to right. the person behind the camera being the whole thing. I almost said seen and not heard, but it's the, yeah, none of it. No, not, not just, seen, just do none of it. Not seen and not <laughs> just heard. Just do none of it. Well, my name is Summer Yeager, and that's <laughs> my beautiful co-host Joy. Her alter ego cameraman hasn't shown up. Is today. a barbecue at a dad. At- <laughs> Dad at a barbecue. We're done for the year. <laughs> this is our last episode. Yeah, apparently I've hit my you word quota. Which you can ask my husband, it's really high. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all have squeezed all the words out of us yep. this year, and we need to go be reprogrammed or something. <laughs> Shh, now they're going to know we're robots. I mean, Rest. Sleep like a human. (laughs) That's what we need to do. Record more videos and shut up. Anyway. um, 
book club is starting up soon. Whoops, what's the date? (laughs) (laughs) Are we starting on the 12th of January? I think. Yeah, Mm. we're starting on the 12th. I think that's what we talked about. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Stop sounding like a robot, please. (laughs) Okay. Making me nervous. Okay. Well, robots don't make mistakes like us. So. That's true. So now you guys know. Know that we're not. We're robots not. At all. We were not programmed. All right, we're we're, <laughs> we're reading the fruitful life. We are. It's going to be such a nice time because it's Jerry Bridges. Jerry Bridges is great. It's he's excellent. Yes, especially for just your day to day. Yes. So you have t- three. You have three weeks. You have three weeks to get the book. And to be at patreon.com slash theologians. That's where we we meet live every Wednesday at 1.30. Well, I guess that'd be 12.30 Pacific time because of you all having to do your weird daylight savings thing. Um, and that's where we all meet. And uh, If we were robots, daylight savings time is something we would us. know. We would, we know. would know it. Because it would be programmed. Um, so do that. You can leave us a voicemail at 470-465-0475. We hope your holiday was awesome. I love New Year's. Me too. Do I do anything special? No. Do I love it? Yes. I just feel like I, since having a family, I have just gone, I go overboard with traditions and just like. Because it's fun. And I drag it on (laughs) to the end of the year. Yes. And absolutely drag it out. And last year for New Year's, we had COVID. So we had to have like a little mm-hmm. very, mm-hmm. it was just, I was going to say small. But what I mean by that is just our family yeah. in, our, in our apartment. Right. <laughs> little party. Cozy. And that was a lot of fun. And so I don't know. What should we do this we'll year? We'll see what's happening. We should do something. Agreed. Do something. I don't know what the kids would love. That the kids love stuff. Kids love stuff like that. So just I know, have fun and I think it. that's a big part of it. Is most of what I like to do is I'm like, will Georgia like this? Then I love doing it. Yeah. Um. So yes, I think that's just kind of. I've always loved January because it's my birthday's in January. Right. So then, like, just your whole life, you're like, oh, this is a fun month for me. There's like a little cooling off period from Christmas because yeah. you're at the end of January, so you didn't yeah. get. There's no like, oh, come on, Summer, we just had Christmas. Uh, that actually, It's like, okay. That's what my brother says, but. Well, <laughs> that sounds like something a brother would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Matthew, Ma- totally not related. Um, Matthew is born in May, which means he was the first birthday after tax return season. <laughs> So he, so if you ask his brothers, it's great. They would begrudgingly tell oh. you that he always got the best birthday party because it was because after. it was like fresh, fresh from that. That is so funny. That's all right. Um, well, baby. actually, speaking of Matthew, speaking of my husband, one more time, I'm going to encourage you guys to check out Kepler dot Education. Um, his course, um, well. Technically, he sells his course through his business, Legacy Wilderness Academy, but he teaches the course for 9 to 12th graders, uh, Fundamentals of Wilderness Survival, uh, through Kepler. Absolutely recommend that course. It's half a science credit, um, and it starts... (laughs) Here's... This is a new tradition. Every week that I talk about this, I'm going to give you a different start date. (laughs) During the last episode... Just to keep you excited. (laughs) During the last... 
episode, um, my husband texted me and was like, oh, wait, it's not the 20th. It's the 19th. It's fine because if you go on the website, it says the 17th, which marks the start of the semester. So you won't be totally lost. I said the 20th. It's actually technically starts on the 19th. Next week, we'll see when it starts. It'll be the 19th. It really does start on the 19th. I promise you. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> um, totally recommend Fundamentals of Wilderness Survival. Totally recommend Kepler.education for just your general uh, educational needs for your kids that are 9th to 12th graders. Yes. Kepler. Uh, okay. We talked. We told them the book club. We told them about that. Right. If you got, if, uh, I mean, you can go to Shop Sheologians. I don't know if you're all shopped out, uh, but obviously our Christmas merch but is or has my birthday gone away. And then, but book club stuff is staying up. Yes. So, um, especially. And our if feminism you, is poison stuff is there. Right. So, especially if you join us for book club on January 12th. Yes. Make sure to get your. Make sure to do it while you sip coffee from your book club mug. I just had an Or idea. water from your book club tumbler, which we have now. <laughs> or wearing your book club shirt. I feel like telling them that we are starting a new series next week. Oh, yes. Let's do it. Isn't that fun when you when it's your thing and you just get to make decisions? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I love it. <laughs> and I still don't have to be a man. It's my favorite. Oh, it's just the best. <laughs> or a pastor. All the time when I think about all the stuff my husband has to do, I'm just like, <laughs> I'm so glad that it's you, not me. <laughs> Look at those shoulders he carrying all that way. stuff. I know. Just keep doing that. Great job. Keep it up. <laughs> um, okay. So Joy and I did not know. Okay. So when we went to the, we went to the Fight, Laugh, Feast conference in September, we got to meet so many of you. I mean, remember our friend Anna mm-hmm. and how she drove so far and brought us Yerba? Yes. And we just got to meet so many of you. And it was, um, I speak for both of us when I say just wildly humbling. Uh, Seriously. Because honestly, I say this a lot to people who ask me about Sheologians, but I'm like, in my head, Sheologians is like my fun hangout time with Joy. Right. Um, and then when we went to the conference, it was just like opened my eyes to there's just a lot of you out there. And I really genuinely believe like I don't I feel like every person that we met at the conference, like if we knew them in real life, like we would have been friends, you know? Right. Um, so that's a fun feeling. I do think that. I think that one of the side effects of going to a great church with great community and hospitality and service and all that, I think it sort of preps you to just be friends with every other Christian on the planet. Yeah. Um, Not, you know, (laughs) we just have the right things in common. And and when you're already like believers, just fellowship together. That's just what we do. Right. There's no icebreakers. There's no, which I mean, if you like icebreakers, whatever, whatever, enjoy your icebreaker. But, but yeah, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to think that a bunch of friends that I haven't met are listening out there right now. And anyway, but so what kept happening to us at the conference was 
you guys kept coming up to us and saying, when is your next feminism series? Mm-hmm. Which we just kind of probably nervously laughed because we didn't. We were probably like, we just did one. <laughs> I thought oh, wait, that was every... that several years ago? Oh. <laughs> every episode <laughs> is our anti-feminism that too. episode. That too. That too. Um, and so anyway, that got us thinking, <laughs> okay, well, maybe it's time for another feminism series. But obviously the question that we had for ourselves was we don't want to just redo and redo and redo. Right. Like we want it to be edifying and like worth your time. So we've come up with a way we think to mm-hmm. do that. And you're just going to have to tune in next week. But we're starting next week and we have 10 weeks of content to go through. We're doing it differently and more (laughs) so what we so what happened with this feedback that we got was like just do it harder it's like okay i'm on it like that seems to be our approach to the feminism (laughs) just series just really get after it you know how you really went after it just do it more if we don't do it who will who will (laughs) we're gonna do it so anyway that starts next week so we'll see you guys next week for the beginning of our next feminism series and hopefully we make it worth your time um okay so as i mentioned i really like the end of the year Mm -hmm. and i know we've talked about obviously we at the end of every year we have to think about what do we want to talk about at the end of the year yeah and i know like it's a weird time for everybody because you're not in your normal you're probably you could not even be in your normal state that you live in um 2020 was weird. 2021 was weirder. 2022 could possibly be weirder. Um, And so we just want to talk about what are, what are some things, at least here's what's on my brain. What are some things that we need to really be stubborn about in the next year in terms of how we are going to reflect Christ and an increasing, increasingly hostile world, specifically as women. Right. Like, that's your job. You're a woman. You have to reflect Christ. You were made you to reflect to Christ. One. Yes. <laughs> you are a woman. That is what you are. I really love, and I've maybe I've said this on the show. As you guys know, I don't remember anything I've said. But... Um, when Michael Foster said, like, there are no humans, there's only men and right. women, I think that is that is so unpopular. We're being taught the opposite. Everybody's mm-hmm. just a human, and gender is a fluid choice that you can even opt out of. Right. Um, I, I read something or last night. Or it's just kind of like a biological side effect yeah. of when you make a human. They either come out with this or this. Right. But you can, even that's not true. You can opt in or out. There's actually a new, I read this last night, there's a new gender called nocturnal gender. And it's a gender that feels more intense during the night, but it is weak or non-existent when it's light out. Nocturnal gender can be used on its own or it can be used as a prefix to show what gender one experiences at night. So you could be a nocturnal boy or a nocturnal girl. Doesn't this kind of just sound sound like sundowning? What is that? It's 
it might be specific to certain like neurological Dementia. disorders. Yeah. But basically it's like an increase in neurological symptoms like as the sun goes down. Doesn't that kind of just well, sound like apparently you can be more of a boy or a girl at night. Anyway, what I'm saying is that doesn't sound like the perspective of a healthy right. normally oh. neurologically functioning. We're brain. not talking about anything healthy right now. Right. <laughs> this is this <clears throat> is well that's what it is. It's a rejection. It's a rejection of God because it's a rejection of the fact that you were made as a man or a woman. Right. Like you were and you didn't choose it. And so I think as Christians we need to start this is this is one thing I wasn't gonna Jump in. That was okay. Do it. One thing to be stubborn about is there's only men and women. You are a man or you are a woman. There's no other, there's no just a human. That's not a thing. Mm -mm. There is no genderless human. You are a man or you are a woman. And I like, and again, like Michael Foster said, like this is, it's kind of stupid that we have to say this. Right. But I know for a fact there are, evangelicals you you've probably read their books who would blanch at what we're saying and who are at least feel the need to just nuance it to yes right qualify it to death but um i know of at least one popular uh, author who is who really um when she talks about gender and stuff she wants us to think of uh, being you're not you're not just a woman, you're image of God. And she wants you to think of your yourself in terms of your humanity, not necessarily your womanness or your maleness. And that is toxic. That is poison. Well, and it's just like you said, yeah, it's a well it's it's a it's a total rejection of the way God did things. Right. He didn't just make a human. Right. He did do that. But mm-hmm. he didn't just do that. No. He had a very specific plan, a very specific design. He had a specific role for Adam and Eve. And the fall happened because of the specific hierarchy that existed even between them. Yep. Yeah. Because it's it's not all mankind. It wasn't just all one. All mankind didn't fall in Eve. Right. All mankind fell in Adam. Mm-hmm. That is just catechism 101. Right. And that's because Adam was our federal head. Eve never could have been as a woman because that's. Did you just say the word federal on I this did. show? Federal. That is dangerously close to federal vision. <laughs> Not to be confused with federal vision. I'm just saying you said the word federal. Wow, I know. I really brought the boogeyman out. And I didn't <laughs> even mean to. Go back under your bed, federal vision. No one called you here. Anyway. Um, that was not something I meant to talk about. <laughs> I don't know how not to talk about it, but well, one thing that I just want to stamp on everybody's brain is that I think it is more incumbent upon us as Christians than ever to not participate in delusion, to not participate in lies, to not participate in an alternate reality. I strongly feel that we are all being invited to participate in lies. Well, and it's being done under the guise of, again, we talked about this in the Charlie Brown episode, this sort of like secular neutral space. Mm -hmm. 
It's not. But it's, it's not. not neutral. It's not. It's not neutral. Lying it's is not reality. neutral. It's reality. Uh, it's delusional. <laughs> yes. It's, it's delusional. sub-reality. Yeah. So, yeah, reality can only be reality. There is yes. no, like, variant. Yeah. And, I mean, and this even is just something, okay, so this is happening on a social scale, but even just, like, in terms of dealing with in your relationships, right? I think there are subtle ways daily that we can choose to participate in a delusion. And I think a lot of times, you know, especially if you have family members that aren't believers, you're going to be invited to participate in that. And you're going to have to be thinking through, how do I love these people? How do I be at peace with these people? But also, you know, speak the truth and love. Right. And as women, I think a lot of times what you want to do is just avoid conflict at all cost. And that is not the way of Jesus. We're told all the time, oh, you know, he's just the most gentle, lowly, well, no and it also, conflict individual. A lack of, like, the unwillingness to be involved in any confrontation at all is a participation in the delusion. At right. some point, it will become a participation. Yes. If you say nothing yes. and you're unwilling to confront, there is a moment where you are yeah. a participant. Yeah. Even if it's just like, oh, well, you know, yeah. when I'm at, when I'm at my, whoever in law's house, mm-hmm. we gossip about everyone. Mm, that's what they do. Right. But that's what they do. And I can't like, I'm at their house and I can't, mm-hmm. you know, how, how, how then should you live? Right. Is right. a question that we all need to work through. But I think more so than ever at a time where I think what we're seeing around us is mass delusion. Mm-hmm. We are seeing, uh, you know, there are people who still believe we're in the middle of a pandemic. And if that isn't mass delusion, I just, I don't know what possibly could be. And we are still living in a time where people don't even question the uh, integrity of the government. You know, I mean, what, inflation's like at historic highs and... yeah. And just everything is going horribly at an economic level. And Biden came out today and was like, the sun is shining. This is going to be the best holidays ever. America is doing better than ever. And it's like on every level that you can gauge the economy, it's doing horribly. But that's that's you know, that's the thing about like wicked governments is they tell you a lie and they insist you call it the truth. And so what I'm saying is. You not participating in that starts now, is should be happening now, and should also be happening inside your own head and in your relationships and in your home, and don't deceive yourself. I mean, you. It's easy to see. You in are other responsible people. as a believer. Yeah. To not be deceived. Yes, and one big way to do that is you need to deal with your own personal sin. So if you are engaging in personal sin, but you're convincing yourself it's not sin, and here's all the reasons why this my sinful attitude isn't actually sinful, or here's all the reasons why my bad mood is justified and how it's everybody else's fault, you are not going to be able to raise children that can withstand this culture if that's what your inner monologue is. Period. Right. And so that needs to be dealt with Yeah. now mm-hmm. for the sake of your, well, your soul, but your children and your grandchildren and the future of this right. <laughs> once great nation. Um, I'm going to weave what I brought to the table for perfect. this episode in because it 
here it is. Here's my spot. Here's the puzzle piece. Mm. Or I have the puzzle piece. You have the space. What do you call blank space? Pu- I don't I don't know. Is there an official term? Any puzzlers know. out there? Yeah. Should I get into puzzling? Okay. My parents are very into puzzles. Really? Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll love it because they're having I also a lot love of fun. tortoises. It's true. I bought a puzzle and it's in the box. <laughs> the fact that you were even inspired to buy a puzzle. I was inspired to buy a puzzle like seven months ago. And I've been staring at it every day. Like, there it What's is. What's it a picture of? It's a Van Gogh, obviously. Oh, okay. okay. I love it. Very nice. But I'm nervous. Like, once it's put together then See, what See for me that's what then what but some people like glue them and display them but then you have to get like a puzzle table right because once you start working on it like i'm not going to be able to finish it in one sitting so right. how do i oh i got my parents last christmas i got them this little roll it has a yeah. little inflatable piece yeah. and then you do it on the and then you can roll it and up. And then you roll it up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm not going to say it, it's perfect every time, but sure. it's at least keeping this, your progress stays huh. intact. And it's not like a huge, because ta- some of them are just like tables that you're able yeah. to like move around or whatever. But I mean, I would start tonight if I knew where to start, <laughs> like location wise in my house. Right. Right. Well, anyway, it's a work sorry. in progress. Puzzles, ha. Um, Okay, so I was largely inspired for this episode by by the uh, Bible reading this week, specifically Colossians 3. Hmm. Because we're talking about reflecting Christ, putting on Christ, um, and the passage tells us how to do it, and it even specifically addresses women. Yes, it does. Um, So I was like, bam! Boom. Done. I don't even need to do anything. Thanks, Apostle Paul. So I we don't typically just like read entire chapters of scripture, but I am gonna read Q Colossians great. three. Let's do it. Great. Um This is a how to. Right. This is a great how to. Right. Um and this is the ESV. If then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. For you have died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Here we go. Everyone listen. Put to death, therefore, what is earthly in you. Sexual immorality, impurity, passion, evil desire, and covetousness, which is idolatry. On account of these, the wrath of God is coming. In these, you too once walked when you were living in them. But now, you must put them all away. Anger, wrath, malice, slander, and obscene talk from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge after the image of its creator. Here is not, here there is not Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave, free, but Christ is all and in all. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved. So here's, that was the first part, right? Putting, put off, put off. take off that. Now put on, put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience, bearing with one another. And if one has a complaint against another, forgiving each other. 
As the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. And and above all these, put on love, which binds everything together in perfect harmony. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to the Father, to God the Father, through him. So much thanks. Right. Wives. Oh, ladies. Submit to your husbands. As is fitting in the Lord. Which, what you said a second ago, is very important to this part. Because if we're all just one neutral gender... I don't know what Paul was thinking when he wrote this part. Paul. (laughs) Wives. I'm just going to read it again. Wives, (laughs) submit to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. He meant it. It's written in there. Husbands, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. Children, obey your parents in everything for this pleases the Lord. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. Bond servants, obey in everything those who are your earthly masters. Listening? Are you listening? Yes. You listening to me? Yes. Not by the way of eye service, as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. I really wanted to be clear when I said that, because I think sometimes people think they're being sincere, but they're actually being people pleasers. Mm. Um, mm. So... Please do keep that in mind. It specifically says, not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart, fearing the Lord. Mm. Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. Mm. You are serving the Lord Christ, for the wrongdoer will be paid back for the wrong he has done, and there is no partiality. So, so read that regularly. Just Colossians read it. three. If do, you do it, <laughs> um, yes. So you know, thoughts. Uh, there's a lot of things in that chapter. Yeah, you could spend a lifetime. There's on a that lot one. of very specific efforts and commands given. Um, that would make us image Christ more. So what one do you work on? Maybe ask your husband, maybe ask your faithful friend, um, the person, just people that know you. Um, because they may know more than you. They have, they may have better insight. Um, into what you have going on. And certainly mm-hmm. um, your husband, if you have one, uh, has an insight that not everyone has. Mm-hmm. And that includes you. <laughs> yep. um, so what I'm saying is um, be faithful in the ways that you can. Mm-hmm. Seeing a big long list of things to put off and a big long list of things to put on is not licensed to be like, well, that's so much. And you know what? God saves sinners. So, He's not expecting me to be perfect. Yeah. But Colossians 3 is him telling you 
to put that stuff off. Right. And put certain things on. This should be an active command that you are right. seeking to obey. Right. So I do think it's it's acceptable for it to take time. I do think it's also very acceptable um, for you to keep in mind things that you specifically struggle with that you might be needing to put off. Yep. And then, of course, this may seem obvious, but I feel just the need to remind um, uh, that that just that that is a two part thing. The putting off is one part and the putting on is another part. Um, so the putting on, so the, the holy counterpart of the thing. So the putting off and the putting on are like connected yes. in a way. <laughs> yeah. So the holy counterpart of your sin is actually your sin's nemesis. It's what kills it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that makes you reflect Christ who had no sin. Yep. Um, so again, that seems obvious, but, uh, if you're living in a lie, Mm -hmm. it's not enough again Mm -hmm. to enter a neutral space where you recognize the lie. Mm -hmm. You need to also be putting on something, the counterpart to that sin. It's not enough to just diagnose what you need to put off. Yeah. You need to also put on, that is the complete um, that's the task that, right. That is the completion of renewing your mind. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I just, hopefully, <laughs> yeah, hopefully that helps. <laughs> that's yeah. just what I thought. Like, that's just what, when we, like when you gave me the title right. specifically as a woman. And I just think this passage is so helpful. We should be reading it all the time. The passage even says, you need to be reading. You need to be praying. Um, it, anyway. It's a to-do It just seems list. too perfect yeah. to not yep. just share that. Yeah. Colossians <laughs> 3 is gold. Um, so as you're practicing that, <laughs> one thing you can't practice if you're putting all those things off and then putting on Christ is keeping a record of wrongs. So we love, right, hearing, we love reading passages in scripture that are like promises, like, I will remove your sin from you. It will be as far as the East is from the West. I will cast it and think on it no more, right? Right. Um, This is something like, what sinner doesn't want to hear that, right? Like you, that is... What a a burden release to hear. Like, I will remember your sins no more. It's being saved from... A burden. Right. A heavy, heavy burden. Um, And... That I think this is one of the reasons why in the in when Paul writes about what love is, he says it keeps no record of wrongs. Mm-hmm. Right. So Jesus is not looking at you going, oh, well, today she's sinned 12,500 times and that's 12,500 sins I had to pay for. Right. And do, 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 do. And so I had this thought the other day that, when I was thinking about like, okay, if you're going into the new year and you are thinking like, what are the ways in which I need to be intentionally reflecting Christ 
one of the ways is that you refuse to keep a record of wrongs and you love other people as Christ loved, which is to say that when Christ, when you open scripture, you, there is no list in there for you of like, Jesus isn't like joy. You sinned 7,800,400 times in your life. That's probably low. Just so you know. <laughs> well, see, it's so ridiculous to put a number on it. Right. Right. It's mm-hmm. so like Jesus doesn't say to you, I had to do this much work for you. Right. Therefore. And I think sometimes us the only women, thing it really says about amounts is that it's an it's an amount you can't save yourself from. Yes. Yes. And so what I want to say about that is that the next time you want to motivate your children to appreciate and love you more, counting the cost for them of all the hard work that it is to love them is not going to work. So just imagine if Christ said to you how many sins of yours he had to die for. If he presented you with an invoice. An invoice. And then you're feeling not so loved or appreciated by your kids. And then so you tell them how many meals you had to make this week and how many laundry baskets you had to fold and how many hours of work you had to do to feed and clothe them. Like, I hope that that would shut your mouth up because that is not how Jesus speaks to you. We don't keep records. Jesus did not keep a record of your wrongs. He didn't keep a record of how much wrath he had to feel for you. Right. And you ought not. You don't pro- You probably not want to see that record. <laughs> you don't want to see that record. <laughs> the reason this isn't even something spoken of in scripture is because this is not, this is not the way of Christ. Right. And so do not present your children with an invoice of how much work you had to do for them and how much they don't appreciate you and how awesome you are while they're not feeling how awesome you are. Right. And that 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 is the record keeping and the sending the invoice is something that Christians just absolutely have to stop doing. You read in there, you work, well, was that Colossians 3? Work uh, I might be confusing it with something in 1 Corinthians, but the point is is you work unto the Lord. Yeah. All of your work is not so that your children f- have awesome feelings about you or your husband thinks it's not by way of eye service as people pleasers, but with sincerity of heart. Yeah. Fearing the Lord. That means okay. with reverence. So when you stand in front of your children to show them the invoice of how much work you had to do for them, can you honestly say with a clear conscience, ah, oh, this was for the Lord with sincerity of heart. Or did you do it so that at the end you could use it as a bargaining chip for your children to behave well because of all that you did for them? Right. That is something that we ought not do. That is not how Jesus behaved for you. That is not a way to reflect Christ. Um, That is something to put off. And we need to be intentional about that. And here's the good news about any time you walk in obedience is you might think, oh, well, that sounds really hard. But there is a ton of reward. There is reward in working for the Lord. Like, you will be at peace 
you will be you will feel more joy you will feel more contentment you will be at peace and a lot of this is rooted in gratefulness it really was hitting me as you're reading it like thankfulness gratefulness thankfulness gratefulness when you're keeping a record of how much work you've had to do for other people and you're essentially kind of making it sound like a record of wrong others have done to you. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, look how much you made me do compared to how much you're not willing to do. You're keeping a record of supposed wrong, but really the wrong is you. (laughs) You're the one in the wrong. But you're probably, what tends to be happening in that time is rationalizing discontent. It is, Mm -hmm. it's not just an invoice. It is a case. It's a court case. Yep. It's your evidence for yourself that look at look at A, B, and C. Look at all that yes. I've done. And I'm receiving no inheritance for it. Yes. I'm receiving no reward. Yes. And that's it's your fault because you yes. should be giving me the reward. Yes. But Colossians 3 says, from the Lord you will receive the inheritance yes. as your reward. Yes. And listen, one way to destroy your inheritance, a.k.a. your children... Mm. Is to constantly guilt trip them about all the ways that they're not serving you. I mean, if you don't want an inheritance, go ahead and destroy your relationship with your children. Well, and if you are constantly doing that, it kind of sounds like your relationship with your children is all about you. Okay, so as we go into the new year, as women, I think, so that's the negative don't don't keep a record of wrongs. Put off. Put that off. But now we get on to the put on. The put on. <laughs> I think one thing to put on is being joyful in your femininity. So there is something very specific. You, you and your husband, or you and any man are not going to reflect Christ in the same way. I will never reflect Christ, hopefully, in a masculine way. Like, that's not something, that's not what I've been called to do. How do I know I've not been called to do that? Because I'm a woman. I know, again, this sounds really dumb, but I have... Some of this seems very obvious, and yet here we are. Yeah, I've said these things on the internet and been absolutely, like, roasted for it. Well, that's what happens when there's kind of a mass delusion. Yes. Then reality (laughs) seems like an affront to the delusion. And it's like, well, but who's on first? Like, which came first, the reality or the delusion? Yes. So one thing to just really... It was so funny. I saw this, again, I don't mean to talk about the internet too much, but I saw this video on the internet the other day that really struck me. Not a Christian, Mm -hmm. but she did this whole video on how her life has been revolutionized since she decided to reject the lie of being a masculine woman and embrace her femininity. And she was listing all the ways in which she's happier, healthier, and all these things because she just woke up one day and was like, I feel like I've been always told that being a woman is kind of lame, but what if I decided to ignore that right? and embrace being a woman? And it was like little things at first. She was like, I just started, you know, like doing my hair and like maybe wearing a skirt or a dress occasionally. And then I started like really enjoying my home and I started enjoying, you know, like domestic art type Mm -hmm. things that she had always been told were kind of lame. Yeah. And she, like, loved it. And Mm -hmm. then she was like, 
my husband, I didn't say anything to him about this, but, and I don't know if he knows this or not, but he started opening doors for me, which had never happened in like our 10 years of marriage. And so she just started describing this kind of, um, cascade effect mm-hmm. of deciding one day that she wasn't going to ever she was going to let go of a pressure she felt right to she was not like, be feminine told me that who told right. me that well if i can't remember who told me i shouldn't be that way maybe yeah. i should just <laughs> yeah and it was like i'm watching the video and i'm laughing because i'm like yeah you're oh right. you're embracing how god designed you to mm-hmm. be you're not going to be embarrassed that you're a woman you're not going to think but you're... that's legitimately challenging Yes. Even like cultural Christianity's message. 100%. Which is that like even if he made you different, that's so unimportant because it's so much more about the fact that your humanity and like your salvation and your sanctification and spiritually you're the same. And like that's just so like that's almost just like it's so little and insignificant that we shouldn't even really talk about it. We should just pretend everyone like they're the same. Yes. And I just want to say that is if you want to like change your year, like if there's anything inside of you that maybe wants to reject or look down or not find joy in being what God created you would like root that out and destroy it and embrace that like you are a woman and you can actually be joyful about that. Like, it's good to be a woman. God, it was God's idea. It is. And and it's a great thing to be. And, and, you know, if there's any way in which maybe you haven't consciously thought that, just be like, thank God for your femininity and then use it for his glory. Whatever that looks like. I don't, it doesn't mean you have to, I don't know. I don't have a list for what that should look like for you. Well, what you're saying is consider being intentional. Yeah. In a world that is, yes. that is denying reality and living yes. in a delusion. Yes. Consider deciding to intentionally pick a way that. Yes. You are. Yeah. Being more feminine because you are, if yeah. you're a female, you are feminine. Yes. I, so you're either doing it like poorly or yeah well and just enjoy it don't don't fall for the lie that you have to be loud brash you know leading the charge mean tough girl right. like whatever and I don't actually have a problem with tough girl to an extent like mm-hmm. I think we should be strong in the Lord right you know, if that's what you mean by tough, that's fine. Right. Whatever. And like, okay, cool. No fainting couches. No fainting couches. But <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't remember. I think it was a meme or maybe it was a video or something. But um, this girl was saying like, please don't make me, please don't make me go get a full-time job. Like I'm a woman <laughs> and like, honest to goodness, what I want to do is like stay home and clean my counters. Right. And I laughed really hard at it because like I, the, yes. the feminine urge to make sure your counters are clean is absolutely real and, <laughs> and real thing. Anyway. And maybe that's your thing. Maybe if you're like, Ooh, I don't spend enough time on my counters and I don't care. Maybe that's how you, maybe that's your intentional thing. Maybe counters or, you know, just one, <laughs> one way that you can make your home more pleasant for your people, whatever, whatever. It's not rocket science. It's really and it doesn't not. have to be. No, but, um, that's like how this, like all, that's where a lot of the confusion takes place. Yeah. Which is like, how stupid. Like you're telling me to focus on my counters. That must mean 
I'm just like the lowest of the low, least important, whatever. Right. right. Well, <laughs> what was funny was the other day was uh, my car battery was dead. And just the way our schedules were and stuff, Eric was like, I'm so sorry. Like, you're just going to be stuck without, you're not going to be able to go anywhere mm-hmm. until I can blah, blah, blah. Because obviously I'm not replacing my own car battery. <laughs> I'm a woman. Anyway. I would recommend, <laughs> I would recommend waiting for your husband to yeah. do it. And I just Can like, you do it? Certainly. Maybe. Uh, Certainly. I don't know. That one's pretty easy. <laughs> that one's easy. But. I don't know. By no means. But I mean, it, hear me say these words. By no means. <laughs> by no means. <laughs> by no means. <laughs> hear me say these words. Let your husband do it. <laughs> Let your husband do it. Let him do it. Do it. <laughs> um, but it was funny that he said, oh, like, sorry. And I was like, what? More time to clean my counters? <laughs> I'm overflowing with joy. Oh, I don't have to leave the house? Yes. Absolutely, I will be joyful in this <laughs> trial. Like, it just, like, it's funny because it's just, it's not a trial. Right. It's not a trial. And I, whatever. I don't care if you love to leave the house. I don't care. Have fun. Have a good time. That's not what we're talking about. We're point also is, not saying that in order to be a woman, you need to stay home in your house all the time. Yes. Please don't miss the point as I'm saying all this. Listen, draw your shades. <laughs> Hide. Because the evil world is out there. That's- not what I'm saying, but the point is, is enjoy your home. Enjoy your home. Right. That is a, that is a feminine. Enjoy your home. It's Make normal. your home an enjoyable place. Mm-hmm. Do that. Um, enjoyable and places have clean counters. I'm they really saying. do. <laughs> anyway, that was, that, was my, that was my only thought. And I really went too far on the counters, but it's a funny joke. It's a funny joke, you guys. Just tell your husband you want to stay home and clean your counters. All right. <laughs> Do you have anything else? For some reason, I imagined a bunch of women, like, intentionally sabotaging their batteries. <laughs> <laughs> right? You're like, oh. Summer well. told me. <laughs> like, no. That's not the point. That's not the point. The That's outside is an evil, manly place. <laughs> <laughs> Sheologian said, I shouldn't I should even go not. out there. <laughs> I have everything I need at my house. My tortoise is there. Mm-hmm. My counters are there. <laughs> my children. Your bread starter. My little best friends are all there. They uh-huh. live there. I yeah. mean. All your like, business is there. It's great. I love it. <laughs> anyway. No battery necessary. No battery. And it's not a reference to us being robots. <laughs> No, you guys think that we're robots, but it's not true. Anyway. Is okay. that like a fake rumor that we just, start, they're like, who's te- who's saying they're robots? You were calling me a robot a couple weeks ago, <laughs> and I haven't recovered that you told my secret. So, <laughs> anyway. All right. You can leave us a voicemail at 470-465. As opposed to a handwritten letter. We, you could send that to the P.O. box, but we're not giving that out on the podcast. It's on the website. Yeah, just go find it there. You can leave us a voicemail at 470 Voicemail? Voicemail? I was like, I wasn't sure if you had more to say, so I was mm. like, I'm saying the thing. I'm saying the thing that I say. Oh, you were like, I'm wrapping up. Am I saying so the So get word? your stuff in now. That, that Which I, d- I did. I always will. <laughs> Maybe too much. <laughs> Maybe we said too much this year. It's possible. I don't know. It's a very hard thing for me because that I feel like that's a big, 
again, here we go. Saying a lot more. Um, it's very hard when you have a podcast to be sanctified in the say less thing. <laughs> Legitimately. I mean, I, I just mean like how, okay, so I still need to come here and say things. Right. But I need to make sure that what I'm saying is good. Worth saying. And valuable. Yeah. But also sometimes people don't even think our chatting or laughing is valuable. And I think laughter is so valuable. Yeah. You know, I just don't care. Right. There you go. (laughs) As we know, it's a problem I have. It's just a thing. It's like, oh, there's other people. Unbothered. I'm just very unbothered. You're like, haven't thought about it. (laughs) Hasn't crossed my mind. Anyway, this is me trying to say less. Is it working? No. Okay. (laughs) So next week. It's 2022, and it's our feminism series, and that's it. And we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Well, Reverend, Reverend, please come quick.